0: Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to Respect Our Decision, episode 50, guys. Huge milestone. Thank you to everyone out there that's made this journey with us, man. We're just going to keep going on and on with this thing. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch, and with me tonight, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? Our boy, Wes, is taking another vacation. The only man that takes more vacations than Wes is Dan Mullen. Um,
1: Can't hide money.
0: Yeah, you just can't hide it. He's down there in the in the Caribbean floating around somewhere doing something. Hey, he's missing fun though, man. He, he's missing he's missing a good week. Maybe maybe uh Wes has got that uh Gator Dave thing now where you go on vacation and, that's and right. stuff starts popping off.
1: Yeah, we'll But as always guys, vacation, if that's the case.
0: yeah, keep him on vacation, man, <laughs> through the barbecue and whatnot. We might have some fireworks blow up. But as always, guys, make sure you go out there, download us wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, maybe this is your first time watching the show, or maybe you have just been holding off saying, I don't know if I'm ready for, to make this kind of commitment to these guys, but maybe today's the day. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, guys. And even if you haven't, drop a like on the video, guys. Leave us a comment down below. We got a good bit of stuff to talk about tonight. We got commits, we got flips. And we are going to go ahead and do the, what we call tonight, the spotlight six where we're going to spotlight CJ's going to take three guys, a, a freshman, a defensive player, and an offensive player. And I'm going to do the same. And we're going to talk about them and what their importance means to this upcoming season. Guys were close. SEC media days is just popping off. Billy Napier was up there uh, giving some of his coach speak today. Didn't give away a whole lot. I urge you to go out there and listen to it anyway, man, go out there and listen to what coach had to say. Um, I wouldn't take too much from it. Y'all know how this thing works. Coach isn't going to come. You know, coach is up there saying, oh, quarterbacks are going to have a competition and all things are pretty much even. Max Brown does some good things. Jack Miller does some good things. Guys, unless a uh, catastrophe hits, Graham Merckx is quarterback. It's just what it is. So let's just accept it. Don't say, well, Billy said Max Brown looked good. <laughs> this is what it is. Coach speak, guys. Y'all, y'all heard it before. Guys, but before we get on to that, make sure if you haven't already, go check out our good friends at Alma Mater, man. They got some great merchandise out there. We will drop our link in the description below. Go check them out. Get some of that merch, man, before the season gets here. Get, get ready to rock. All right, guys, we're going to jump right into it. We talked about it before we went off the air when in last week's show that as of the next day, Teddy Foster was going to be making his commitment. And as you may know, boom. Uh. I love that. Teddy Foster made that commitment to the Florida Gators, guys. Great to have Teddy in this class. This is a kid that Coach Raymond had prioritized for a while now. He hasn't played football very long. He's only played football for like a year, guys. I mean, he's 6'2", 170. He's not highly ranked right now. I, we know this. He's a three-star by on every service. He's one of those kids, though, that he's going to play. He's going to get more tape out there. He'll he'll get a ratings bump. I don't expect him to to jump in the top two hundred by the end of you know before signing day, I, unless he just goes out there and intercepts twenty balls during the season or does something absolutely incredible and shuts down everyone he sees. I mean, stranger things have happened, but I, I I'm just saying, don't don't have this expectation that oh, Coach Raymond's evaluations are good, and all his guys, you know, they shoot up. This is a guy that's down there pretty low. He doesn't have a whole backlog of film. He hasn't been to all these camps that these guys make you go to. He's at um, Cardinal Mooney in Sarasota, though. Coach Raymond loves him. Billy signs off. Um, Coach Armstrong signs off. They like this kid. He worked out for them. They loved what they saw. And he's and he's in the class, guys. So that's another cornerback spot taken. Uh, we're going to look maybe to add a couple more with Zay Mincy, um, Jamari Howard's still out there. Uh, they're they're still working on Grimsley, that committed to Alabama as a possible flip candidate. CJ, are you good with this take?
1: Of course. I don't think there's any reason to doubt um, Coach Raymond. I, I will I will say this: go to the page on two four seven where they've got all-time recruits um, for coach Coach Raymond. And check out some of the three stars and low four stars that, that he's Barry recruited. Wilson. And you'll start to you'll start to be like, I know that guy. That guy's in the NFL. I know him. He's in the NFL. And he's in the NFL. Of course, the, the high ranked guys are you know gonna take the spotlight for sure. But once you start getting those two, those three stars, low, four star guys, he's picked out some pretty good ones. Uh, being 6'2", 180, that's solid cornerback frame. That's exactly what they're looking for. He's got the right height and size. He's only played football for a year. Uh, his brother is an athlete, plays basketball for Notre Dame. Uh, to be a three-star already and only played football for a year actually is pretty impressive uh, to get your name out there, to get ranked, get recruited by Miami and North Carolina. Um, so I think he's better than what his ranking says right now. Like Hurst said, I don't think he's going to shoot up and be a top 200 guy, but maybe top 400. He could definitely get in that range by the end of the year. Let's see what he does. I, and I feel the same way about, like, Josiah Davis. It's the same thing. Let's see what he does. There's a reason they're picking these guys. And if they don't work out, then they don't work out. I mean, you're not going to you bat 1,000. I mean, sometimes you, you miss. Um, I think that the class was strong enough last year, the pieces that we do have. Uh, you know, are helping out. So I think that there's that's going to give us kind of a buffer to the next year. Um, you know, you, like I said, you get you've got uh, Phil Sami in the class playing safety. So that's a top, you know, top 32 kid, five star. Um, if you get Mincy, then you're pretty well sitting pretty good with the guys you brought up with Jackson and Dijon and Denson and Castell and those guys. So, no, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to doubt Corey Raymond until me he really gives me a good reason to.
0: Uh, you hit on something that I was actually going to circle back to that I wish I had said originally, but I'm glad you, you pointed it out. Um, yeah, man, Raymond's Raymond's recruits weren't all five star, you know, elite blue chip prospects. If you go through his list, there's a lot of guys down there that, like you said, that went on to play in the NFL may still be in the NFL that were in that low four star high three star range that he coached up. Um, you know, like I said, they, he likes what he sees out of this kid. He likes his Twitch. He likes his not, not his streaming platform, his, his body <laughs> motion. Um, He likes his hips. He's got good hips. They, he can swivel his hips quick, do all that stuff that he he likes his defensive backs to be able to do. So, Hey man, I've got no problem with it. Like you said, until he, he, until we start maybe seeing some of these guys not pan out, then you question it. But that opportunity hadn't come about yet. Let's let's see what we got going on this season. CJ's got a message.
1: My bad. I will buy you guys a beer. I owe you a beer. CJ's, CJ's got a message.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we thought really that was gonna be the only commit we really talked about on this show as a as you know, we might be previewing one. But last night, man, we got done with dinner, hanging out, got out the shower, was watching a little late night TV, and boom, we got a flip, baby. TJ Abrams, previously committed to fighting Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles, send out his old edit man, uh, Hayes Hayes Faucet. There sent out the old edit, and TJ just went ahead and straight flipped it. He didn't decommit and and commit to us down the road. He said, "Nah, man, I'm gonna take care of business." Um, there were there were whispers in the wind that it might happen. Um. In certain circles, but even even the people that were that were kind of whispering it were surprised when he when he did it. So, just one more receiver to that wide receiver room. Now I know a lot of people. We're going to talk about this for a second. There's a lot of people not too excited with this take, and I get it. I do understand it. He's five eleven. He's another short receiver. He's 175 pounds. He's an, he's another small side receiver. I I, I get it. He's, Some guys out there are like, hey, I want some 6'2", you know, guys, 6'1", at least. You know, These we got three small guys in this class. I understand that. But this guy also has that one thing that we just keep talking about that you can't coach, that Billy wants, that we didn't have before. And that is flat-out speed, guys. This is another guy that runs a 10.67 hundred meter. I mean, that's just... For reference, I had posted this somewhere else. For reference... Uh, Chris Rainey ran like a ten point seven nine or ten point seven four. So I mean, anything in that ten range in a hundred meter, and you're absolutely just leaving, you know, flames in your foot footprints. So once again, this kid's from Dunbar. He's from he's in out of Fort Myers. I mean, this is another you stole one once more from Florida State. We we stole Kearney last cycle. Now we're stealing Abrams. This was Florida State's highest rated receiver commit. So don't let him don't catch him on a Twitter timeline or somewhere else saying, oh, we're glad he's gone. No, they knew he was gone. And they're just glad it's over with so they could rip the band-aid off. Don't, don't get oh, we're making room for Jeremiah Smith. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You already whiffed on JoJo. Now you're gonna you're gonna get. Jeremiah Smith is going to come down and get some uh $10,000 honey fried chicken. <laughs> and 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 y'all are going to be searching. CJ, I know, you know, we talked about this a little bit previously. Another small receiver, but
1: are you are you okay with this ad? Yeah, I'm, again, you're you're talking about a guy that's the speed and space. Uh you you're talking about a guy that's a gadget player. When you start getting a bunch of these little slide guys, like we've got, they can be used in other places. You can use them out of the backfield, they can be valuable in the kick return game, screen passes, everything like that. You know, we had we had Xavier Henderson taking the bubble screen, you know. <laughs> this is yeah. the kind of guy that you would you would actually want to take the bubble screen. Um, so yeah, I, I'm completely fine with this. You you're talking about three guys that we've taken now with you know sub ten uh, hundred meter times. So, these guys are stupid fast and I just think, like I said, I think a lot of it is the game just changing right and they might not ever be really really great players in the n f l but I don't that's not what we're recruiting them for. We need them to be great in college um you know so they're gonna be weapons, they're gonna be players that you can spread out and you can tell them to run go routes and things like that, slants, and they can just beat the guy behind them, and that's all you really need them to do so I'm fine with taking it because like I said, comparably where we were at, where you had Dejon Reynolds and you have an Xavier yeah. Henderson and those guys out there, Justin shorter, who were all just really big body receivers that really couldn't break away speed wise. Now you could, you know, win some one-on-ones with them because they could just out, you know, outman a, a corner that might be five, five, nine, you know, <laughs> something like that. But, when you start matching up with these six two, six three corners on the outside that Alabama and Georgia like to get, you know, you know, you're just not going to win man to man matchups all the time. You need some guys that can outrun them. Um, so I'm I'm fine with it. I think that he's a solid prospect. I like TJ Abrams. This has been in the works for a while. A lot of the guys within the know were very confident he was an add to the class, but nobody really knew when. They just felt pretty secure in it. So. I'm completely cool with TJ Abrams. I think he adds to it. And again, I understand the frustration. Um, I get you want to 210 pounds and you can just throw the ball up to him. And I I understand that completely. But I I think, too, we're in a good spot based on what we took last year. When you have Gene and Mizell that you took last year that are, you know, above six foot. And those are the kind of guys that you can kind of look at on the outside, especially Andy Gene. He's going to be an immediate playmaker. So, I think you've kind of distanced yourself enough where you can kind of do this um, and take these guys. So, no, I'm, I'm completely fine with it. And the, the class isn't over with. The, the cycle's not over with. I, I feel like we're going to get at least one more wide receiver before the thing's over with that can that can do those things, can be the taller kind of guy. But, again, too, you've also added Amir Jackson in the class, which I you know, expect Amir Jackson to be more of a vertical threat, red zone threat player anyway than just a true blocking tight end. So, you know, I think they've got their bases covered pretty well. And you one thing that this wide receiver, you know, core on the team needed was speed. And we've at least added that for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, like you said, they're they're gonna keep working some guys. There's they're still speaking to Chance Robinson. They're still working through some back channels and whatnot, trying to talk to um to more that committed to Clemson. They haven't they haven't quit you know how this staff works man once they they're on a guy they're on him until he signs of course they're still talking to jeremiah smith do i expect that to happen no i mean i'm just being honest with you guys i know cj got y'all hyped last week my fault my bad (laughs) but no um and you know they're talking to a few other guys or or maybe this is where you go out after the season you know ricky's gone um you'll probably lose another guy or two from that room be a transfer, or what have you not? And maybe that's where you add a portal guy that can play next year. This is where this is how Billy wants to work the portal. He wants to recruit these kids. He wants to get full classes, and then gets a couple of plug and play guys that can fit the needs of the spot where he needs maybe a veteran guy on the roster.
1: That's we how we saw Billy a was. lot of those. We saw a lot of pretty good wide receivers in the portal. This Absolutely, band, really. they're, they're the they're, last two cycles. I mean, they're they're definitely out there. You can afford to to go out and get one if you're set everywhere else. Then you can go get a guy like uh, Debose or, uh, you know, there's other the smaller schools, the group of five kids. I think yeah. the group of five kids are where your money's going to be really made with these uh, portal transfers. It's just guys who are just like Randy Moss out there at Marshall, you know, guys yeah, like and that. and it's the but, same
0: with that and running back. I mean, right. you know, they, they they show that they can play the game at the lower level, and then they, they're they – I mean, for lack of a better term, they start shopping themselves around. Right. And and that's where you're like, hmm, I'm playing at Montana State right now. Right. And next year I'm playing at Florida because they desperately need a 6'3", 195, 200-pound receiver that can get up and go get it. Well, there you right. have it. I mean, yeah, so, and I definitely
1: feel more comfortable about doing that than a guy that was recruited and was in the twenty twenty two or the twenty one class that was a highly like rated recruit that's really been largely riding the pine. I'd rather have a group of five guy that's the absolute star on his team that wants to go play for a, a proven himself, in yeah, game that action. wants to go play for a bigger school. So, I, I me personally, that's the way I would go.
0: I mean, it's no different than than. NFL scouts finding these guys at smaller schools. If if the tape looks good and shows that they can they can play the game, then the staff knows what they're working with. I mean, right. we saw it with, with Ricky. Ricky was was on a team at Arizona State. Now, obviously, Arizona State not a small school like we're talking about. You know, some of these lower level schools, but he was on a on a team that did not throw the ball very much. And but Ricky stood out. And Napier identified that and went after him. And I think you'll probably see us do that again after this season as well. All right, guys. As we uh, talked about a second ago, though, we were really kind of expecting maybe to preview or talk about a possible commitment. And that would be one DeAndre Robinson out of Orlando is making his commitment. If you're listening to this, it's Thursday morning. You're listening to this. He will be committing at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, It's pretty much down to us in Texas depending on who you ask it could be a toss-up I know a lot of people around the University of Florida feel very very good about DeAndre Robinson being a Gator I know some people close to Texas feel really close to you know really good about him being a Longhorn Um, at the end of the day it's going to be does he want to stay close to home and play for the Gators and play for Coach Spencer or does he chase that oil money and and head out to Texas Uh, you know when you're, when you're up against Texas for a recruit, there's one thing you always have to be wary of is that they can outbid you. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. Um, So if this young man ends up committing to Florida today, today if you're listening to this podcast, it's Thursday and you're listening, and he ends up being a Gator. Solid, solid recruiting job for Coach Chaos and the staff because there was two weeks ago nobody thought this kid was a Gator. We had written that off. That ship had sailed. Defensive line class, as far as the interior was done. So, here's hoping. Um, whoa. Like us, oh, whoa! We, there's there's zoomed in, CJ. And, and hey, her, hey, guys! We're, how's we're, going? All right, we're back. All right. So, guys, keep your fingers crossed. You know, say a little uh, prayer to the Gator up above that. Um, you know, we add another one to the to the 24 to the swamp class tomorrow, man. It's looking really good. We're sitting there securely at the number three spot in the team rankings. Looking to add another one. Only like four or five more guys to go though, guys. And we're we're going to be done talking about 24. Billy Billy's trying to put us out of business over here, man. So um guys, we're like we said, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about some guys that we think are gonna be vastly important to this upcoming season. So, you know, we're not talking, you know, not not the quarterback position. We know. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked about that enough. We're going to talk about some other guys that we feel like are, are going to really make or break this season for us. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball. And my guy that I want to spotlight is Devin Moore. We all know that Jason Marshall has the ability, we all believe it, to be a true number one shutdown corner. He had a rough little period of time last year. We're going to chalk that up to change in scheme, Um, some communicational issues. You know, you had Tony coaching one part of the secondary, Raymond coaching the other. This year, you've got Raymond coaching the whole secondary. Um, I know everyone's really encouraged of what they've seen from Austin Armstrong already. And word out of camp is that Jason Marshall looks like a man child. He's, he's, He's ripped up, ready to go. He's put on a little muscle. People expect him to have a big season. But on the opposite side of the ball, I believe you're going to see Devin Moore become a real star. Of course, we know he's got the size. We saw how he performed out there in the All-American game. He was an absolute monster, but didn't play very much last year. He was he was dealing with an injury in his shoulder that had to get operated on that it lingered over from high school. And he tried to play with it and he played well for a while. When Devin Moore was on the field, you didn't see Devin Moore or hear his name very much. And that's what you want from your cornerbacks. You don't want to see or hear their name. That means they're shutting down their side of the ball and they're not getting thrown on. Um, This, you know, of course, Devin's a big, big kid, good tackler, good sense, knows for the ball. I really think that if you're talking about a guy that could absolutely make this defense shoot up the charts this year from, you know, obviously we know we were were abysmal last year numbers-wise. I think if you want to have ultimately a top 40, 30 defense this season, and I'm trying to be very, you know, Optimistic. I don't want to say that we're going to have a top 10 defense. That would be an unbelievable turnaround. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm not trying to put it out there like, Hirsch, you said we were going to have a top 10 defense. No, I'm not saying that. But if you get this defense top 40, top 30, and show that kind of improvement after one season, I I think we'll have a very successful season. And I think Devin Moore is a a huge key to that. We could potentially have – shut down corners on both sides of the field, you know, that, that makes so much of a difference if you can do that. So Devin Moore is my guy to just really spotlight on defense this season. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think we're going to see it early and often. And um, I think he's going to make Jason Marshall even better too. So that's my guy on defense. CJ, who's your defensive man?
1: I went with a new defensive tackle Cameron Jackson Because he's coming from Memphis, um, he's going to try to give a much-needed assistance to Big Dez in the middle. We watched last year with with Big Dez. He was kind of like the main defensive tackle for us because Gervon played a lot too, but Gervon was really out of position. I don't think that Gervon was really comfortable playing the nose tackle spot uh, in the times that he did he's you know a great player of course and he made uh, strides that way uh to to do a lot of things and the Chicago Bears picked him up this offseason in the draft but Cameron Jackson is going to be really important because we need a guy like him to really stuff the middle and make sure that the guys aren't just gashing us and he's uh you, you know you look at his numbers uh from from Memphis and they they aren't like jump off the page like Great numbers, but we've talked about it before. When you look at a nose tackle, that's really not his job. He's not going to have five, six, seven, eight sacks a season. He's maybe going to have one or two. And if you look at Cameron Jackson, that's where he's at. He's got one and a half sacks. Um, you know, in, but the main job is to just make sure you're filling a gap so you can kind of push it out to your your edge rushers and your linebackers so they can really come through the other the other spots in the O line and make those plays. Cameron Jackson is also playing to get drafted at this point. Um, This is the main reason he came to Florida, to put a spotlight on him, to play primetime football, people to see him. Florida has produced a defensive lineman in the draft for the last 12 years in a row. No matter what uh, our friend, Mr. Uh, What's his name? Big baby Jordan Hall might tell you (laughs) that Florida has been very good at producing defensive linemen. Um, and Cameron Jackson knows that everything we saw from him in the spring game, everything we've seen from him in camp, uh, showed it's really pointing towards him having a really good year, um, and definitely getting getting drafted like he's he's aiming at. So I think it's going to be very important to have a guy like him to be able to to play a lot of the snaps, but um, not wear the other guys out. So you can have uh, you could have Big Des play when he's needed in a situational football and he's not out there as many snaps as he was last year because it's not his strength um so cameron jackson's going to be very important to that and that that front defensive line this year because we're, we're going to need it because you know you're looking at the secondary it's going to be super young your safeties are really young that you're playing with uh you've got a lot of young defensive backs so the better you can do up front the easier it will be for your your secondary in the back side of the defense so definitely definitely a guy to look for is cameron jackson
0: yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with that at all. Cameron is, looks primed to have a monster impact on this season. All right, guys, we're gonna flip now and talk about offense for a second. And this is a guy we've talked. My guy for offense is a guy we've talked about on the show all last season. Um, I had to. I had to take this one while Wes was on vacation, so he didn't get mad. And mine's Kingsley, guys. Um. You know, we're, we're having a lot of changes on that offensive line this season, a lot of changes, a lot of shifting around. Um, and you need Kingsley as the most experienced offensive lineman you have and the center to be a true leader. I mean, we're not just talking about his own field performance. We're talking about his ability to make sure guys are lined up correctly. Guys know the snack. You know, everybody's doing their job. Everybody knows the man that they're supposed to be taking um, and their responsibility on each and every play. And that that falls on, on Kingsley. And Billy Napier has made him – has has put a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. He even spoke about it today at, at Media Day and whatnot, was, was talking about how, you know, Billy has really put a lot upon him and he's ready for that challenge. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out really early and often. We know Kingsley had a rough season last year. He didn't live up to the expectations that most of us had for him. Um, and I think he took that to heart. I really do. I think Kingsley really took that to heart. I think he's worked hard at his craft. I believe Coach Sale and Coach Stapleton will have that young man ready to go. He's been under their tutelage now going, you know, on, on for two seasons. So I really expect Kingsley – to take the jump that we were hoping he'd have last year and have it this year. But I hope even more so that he takes the jump with the leadership role and is ready to make sure that the four other guys that are playing on that offensive line with him know that he's got their back and he's ready to make sure that this offensive line doesn't take a step back this season despite there being new guys around him. So a lot of responsibility, not just each and every play, but just in that leadership role. When Kingsley is a guy that absolutely just has to do what we, what we expect of him this season. CJ?
1: Yeah, I, I came into the last season, we were, we were glowing about uh, Trevor ETM. And that's why I went with Montrell Johnson on the offense, because I feel like he's very important. Montrell Johnson's going to eat up a lot of the carries this year. He's super important in this offense. He's going to have to perform to make sure that that running – because we're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, so we need him to to perform well because he's the main back in the offense. Uh, you know, Trevor Etienne might be like the flashy guy and he makes the big plays, but my Mont- Montreal is kind of the the workhorse. Like you look at um, all the great backfields in history. You look at uh, Arkansas, you look at Arkansas with Felix Jones and and Darren McFadden. Everybody talked about Darren McFadden, but Felix Jones was pretty damn important to that offense. And that's kind of the role that Montreal is playing is the guy who's really the bell cow of the offense to, to really open up spots for guys like Trevor Etienne to make that big playability. Uh, I remember coming into last season and a lot of people were in the conversation of who's going to be the main back. Uh, And most people were on the Lingard train, but I was like, God, this is going to be Montrell. You you look at, I watched Montrell play. I watched him play at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, And I watched him play in the spring game. And I'm like, that guy looks head and shoulders better than most of the backs that, that we've seen come through here. I, I was like that. That's a guy that can really fill the role that Damian Pierce was playing. And we, sh- we saw it last year, he ran for over 800 yards, he scored 10 touchdowns, and I would expect him to be a guy who could potentially have a 1,000-yard rushing season this year. And it's going to be important because that takes a lot of the pressure off of Graham Mertz because Graham Mertz is very important to the play-action game. He does best when you look at his numbers, all his best numbers came come out of the play-action what do you need to run the play action? You need to have a good running game. If they don't respect you running the football, if they, they can shut you down and you cannot run the football, they're not going to bite on the play action because why in the world would you ever run it if you can't? So it's going to be important here with Montreal Johnson as a role. He's not fighting for a spot this year. This is his team. Montreal Johnson is your lead back and he's going to have a big role in the way that this offense ebbs and flows. So, you got to look at him as a guy and maybe it's kind of going really cheap with it. You know, when we talked about, we didn't want to really pick players that were household names per se, you know, like, like Graham Mertz, Ricky Pierce, all those guys, but Montreal Johnson is super important to the success of this football team. He's got to take the ball and he's got to run the ball and be effective and be a guy that you can say, Montreal, we need two yards. It's fourth down at two. I need two yards and you can hand him the ball. That's what's gonna win us football games. It's gonna be the grounded pound. We're gonna to have to run the ball to be successful this year. There's no other way around it.
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it the best way to take the heat off of off of Mr. Mertz is to just pound it out. All right, guys. Well, now we're gonna talk about and and I'm gonna take the low-hanging fruit here because I've been talking about this guy since he signed, since, since he committed. Um, as we talk about our freshmen, each take a freshman that we think are, is going to be a spotlight. Andy Jean was going to be a low-hanging fruit. We've talked about Andy Jean a lot, and Andy Jean is obviously going to play this year. Um, but I'm going to talk once again about Eugene Wilson. Uh, I know the, the videos out there circulating today on the sphere of him uh, doing a one-squat of like 575 pounds, which I wish he wouldn't do. But I'm not a strength and conditioning coach, so I'll just shut up and, and let them do their thing. <laughs> but um, this is a guy, man. I saw somebody say it on, on Twitter today that they knew Eugene was going to be the truth when he just showed up to campus in a tank top and went right on inside the building. He didn't pose for pictures or nothing. It was like he just showed up to go to work like he like he
1: just clocked in
0: yeah like he was just (laughs) clocking in to go go to his job um he's a kid that doesn't say much like he committed last year and you never heard from him again it was like he just (laughs) disappeared it wasn't like he didn't take any other visits he didn't talk about any other visits he didn't talk about florida much like it was just it was just like all right i've done my thing i'll show up then we're gonna play some football and that's the approach I think this guy's got. But if you've watched the film of this guy, and I'm sure most of you have by now, I've seen some video clips of Eugene. Once Eugene gets the ball in his hands, it is its own. It is own. That man has the twit. He, he's got that Gadirius Tony, you know, now you see me, now you don't kind of twitch to him. And, that, you know, and then when he hits that straightforward speed, he hits that gear and he can go, man. He's going to be that guy. We talked about Xavier Henderson taking a bubble screen. I have just been dreaming of watching uh, Eugene Wilson take a bubble screen ever since I saw his video highlights last year. I think this is going to be a kid that you're going to find ways to get the ball in his hand, you know, screen passes, drags, um, kick returns. I know Billy came out today and said that Ricky Persall was going to be the punt returner. Um, You know, we all might have different feelings about that and that's fine and dandy. It wouldn't be surprising if eventually that was something Eugene did as well, but you can bet money that this staff is going to find ways to get the ball in this young man's hand. He's too good of a weapon not to. So he's another one of those guys that I think week one He's gonna have a slew of plays that 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 are that are his pet plays. Him and Andy Gene both, but I think you know Eugene Wilson might not touch the ball, but three times a game. But I think those three times a game, he's gonna make some stuff happen, and you just can't you can't account for that. That's just one of those. He's one of those guys that just can instantly take a two-yard swing pass and, and turn it up and make two guys miss and be gone. And, you know, we've had plenty of those guys. We've had Tony. We've had Percy. You know, we've had those guys before. And and this offense definitely was missing that the last few years, the last two years since Tony went pro anyway. So Eugene Wilson is is my freshman that I really think outside of Andy Jean is going to make a tremendous impact.
1: CJ? I think people have heard me talk enough about Jaden Robinson, so I was going to leave him alone this time. Um, I'm I'm a super huge fan of Jaden Robinson. I think that guy is, is is flying way under the radar, and as soon as he intercepts two or three passes, we're going to be like, whoa, man, on. whoa. whoa. Um, but I went with Kelby Collins because Kelby Collins is a guy that I've just heard nothing of. He's ready. He looks like he's been here two or three years. He's a freshman. You know, he's walking in now, and he's got that swagger about him where you you, you wouldn't know he was a freshman if we didn't tell you. Um, he's the kind of guy that's going to be able to make plays immediately. When you're talking about big-time edge-rushing guys that can play on that D-line and make plays, you're talking about impact players. You're talking about the kind of players that you get the best return on, and Kelby Collins is one of those guys. Nick Saban wanted him bad. They recruited him to the end. And if that's not enough of an approval for you – I don't know. The guy is absolutely could have been a five-star player last year. He was knocking on the door that most of the season. A guy that just – he's a gamer. I remember the um, the report that came out um, the first week of spring training when he was there that Kelby Collins looks like a guy who could have an NFL badge on his chest. Like, he, he's that kind of guy immediately. Jumps off the page. He's a hard-worker kid. He doesn't say a whole lot. He's not you know, out here. You know, it, When he does say something, it's very positive. It's to the nature of uplifting the team. He's already got that leader aspect of him. Or he's recruiting. Yeah, or like I said, or recruiting, being extremely team-oriented. He's the kind of guy, like I said, he's a locker room guy. He's a guy you want. He's got a great character about him. He wants this team to succeed. He knew what he was signing up for. He could have went to play for Alabama. He chose not to. That was the easy thing to do. He chose to do this. He says, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to Florida, and I'm going to help build what they've got going on down there. I'm, he's going to take the path that's a little more difficult. But the guy's going to be a leader. He's going to be a captain on the team in a few years. He's that kind of guy. He's a guy who's who's got no interest in playing it safe. He wants to play football. When you got him on the field, he's going to make an impact. And you might not see it every play, but when you rewind it and you watch him on the line and watch some of the stuff he's going to do, you're gonna be like, wow, that was a great play. That opened up this. That helped him get through. That helped Cersei get through. That helped um, Uman Mielen get through. You know, that helped Shamar James get through. So you're gonna look at him as a kid who's just an absolute gamer. I think that we're gonna look at him and be a kid who's gonna be on the freshman All-American team because I think he's just that ready to play. Um, i I've never I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a guy like Kelby Collins come in that was just like a kid who'd been here. Like he's he's not a freshman. He's almost like he's a junior or a senior already as a kid. He's not he's not, you know, this inexperienced, you know, he's not like, well, we got to ease him in. We got to let him learn. He's ready to go now. You could start him on any team in the country, I think. So Kelby Collins is a guy that's going to be significant to the success of this football team this year. And, and I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be talking about week after week after week after week. After week. It was like, why wow, did you see what he did? Uh, so definitely, definitely keep an eye out for Kelby Collins.
0: Yeah, Kelby, Kelby is – we've had a couple of people tell us that they just believe Kelby Collins has future All-American written all over him. Um, he's going to play early and often – I just – I can't wait to see what that young man brings to the table. People – a lot of these upperclassmen better be ready to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: you better pack <laughs> because, a lunch
0: because there's some talented boys that came on the campus that are that are gunning for their job, and we're told it's there to be had. No job is safe. The only jobs on this team that I think are safe: Montrell Johnson, NTN, Jason Marshall, and Princely, To be very, very honest with you, and I know there's a couple others, but I mean, just saying those. The rest of these jobs, you better be ready to work because they're going to find the best 11 on each side of the ball that can can line it up week one and go. All right, guys. Well, those are our three each, the six that we chose. If you've got three that you think maybe are are better options or guys that you're really looking forward to seeing this, this year, drop them down below in the comments. Drop your offensive guy, your defensive guy, and your freshman and uh we'll read them off, man. We like we like reading y'all's responses to these kinds of things and seeing what your thought processes are. Because obviously you're gonna be thinking while we're saying this, you're like, Well, I would have chose um you know, somebody else over that. I think this guy, I think Jordan Castell might have a great, great season. He could he could play, you know. Any of these guys, Jakeem Jackson might play. I mean, there's a lot of guys we could choose. like I said, Andy Jean would have been an easy one to choose on offense, but I think we all know Andy Jean's going to do the thing this year. Um so guys, with that being said, that's pretty much all we got this week, pretty short to the point. Uh dead period still going on in recruiting even though we're getting commits, look at us go. You know, coach coaches up there in in Nashville doing the talk and and kids are committing to Florida. It's a good time to be a Gator. We're getting close, guys. We're getting real close. We're going to get to the end of this month and then it's going to be real football is going to be upon us. So we're going to have more and more content coming your way. You know, we gonna talk more and more about, we'll start shifting, especially if the whole class is filled up. We're going to have to shift gears <laughs> and talk about other things. Yeah. Um, next next week, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the barbecue and do a little preview of the barbecue coming up and some of the kids we expected that. Um, obviously, DJ and the gang will be there and a host of other guys that we're anticipating. But names are starting to trickle in, but nothing is, is 100 and 10 confirmed yet but next week we'll try to have a a list of guys and, and maybe some 25 kids that will be there that we might hear some action on as well so until then guys as always like i said make sure you go out there download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and if you're checking us out on youtube and you haven't already and you like what you've heard this episode and you're like man i like these guys hey we're even better when the third man's here
1: so yeah. you
0: know, we're just we're just cruising along now without west going into some into his hype and in-depth analysis
1: soliloquies
0: <laughs> yeah man <laughs> so y'all go ahead subscribe to the channel man like the video hit the notification bell so you get a notification every time we drop new content
1: cj you got anything to add before we drop no i just want to say thank you guys for uh supporting us as creators we have a five-star review on the uh the podcast link if you listen to the podcast that helps us out a ton drop a review there um you know check out our friends with all Mater. they just released a brand new hat over there with the florida script on the poncho design. That looks really cool. Um, so check them out. And again, I'm I'm sure that we're going to get a boatload of stuff coming soon uh, with the football season rolling around the corner. They did a lot for baseball. They did a lot for, uh, for softball as well. So I'm assuming the fall sports and the winter sports get here. We're really going to ramp up some more as they continue to grow. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for following along with us. Check out the Twitter page, join the Facebook group, some great chat and discussion over there um interact with those folks uh interact with me and hirsch on twitter we like to interact with you guys as well so thank you for always checking us out always following us uh interacting with us it uh, really makes the job a lot easier and a lot more fun
0: absolutely it does guys and make sure you go ahead and check out pot of the people as well we drop that every saturday we're going to go ahead this week and also upload it to pot uh, to uh to the podcast providers as well we had some requests from people on our facebook group that maybe we do that that they don't have time to sit down and watch youtube show and i get that if you don't you don't i understand it it's a busy world out there lots of people on the go so we're going to go ahead and do that this week we're going to upload part of the people as well you know to youtube and to our podcast providers to go ahead and give you all an opportunity to check out that show because we sure do love doing it so guys make sure you go ahead check that out download it subscribe Drop us some comments, man. We love your interactions. We appreciate you. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators.